Amen. So there, there's there's no apology going forward. You know how some people be like, that's all they talk about in church. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. That's all they ask you for at Walmart, but you still go. Somebody say amen. Amen. So out of 21 years of ministry, I haven't dedicated an entire series to this subject of finances or wealth and abundance. When the truth of the matter is that when we were redeemed, that God not only redeemed our spirit, not only did he redeem us from spiritual death, not only did he redeem us from sickness, not only did he redeem us from those, but he also redeemed us from the curse of lack and poverty. Somebody say amen. Come on, look at somebody and say, I'm not supposed to be broke. My broke days are over. Amen. We're not supposed to be broke. Amen. Amen. The reason, the reason we, we know that too, because that's why we call it broke. We call it broke because something's not working right. That's why we call it broke. Amen. So turn your Bibles, Deuteronomy chapter 8. Turn it real quick, Deuteronomy 8, and I pray while you're turning. Father, I thank you right now that the Spirit of God will teach us your word. Holy Spirit, we are your students. Unveil your truths unto our spirit. We will be trustworthy and faithful stewards of the mysteries of God, that we will walk in the revelation of it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. For some reason, Dr. Blunt, I feel like I need one of these speakers turned towards me. Amen. One of them, just one of them just turned towards me. Amen. Glory to God. Let me give you this. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Come on, somebody shout momentum. momentum. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Chris, you going to help me preach this? Yeah. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Today we're dealing with part two. The first part that we dealt with on that subject, momentum, um, the first thing that we dealt with, on the, on the subject of momentum, we dealt with overcoming mental disabilities, things that happen in our mind that separate us from the ability that God has given us. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18 was a scripture that we used in the first part of that message. Watch what it said. It says, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he, it is he, it is he that giveth thee the power to get well. Notice what the scripture didn't say. The scripture didn't say this, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for he is the one that has the power to get well. It didn't say that. Although that's true, it didn't say that because God doesn't want you to take on that mindset. It said, it is he that giveth thee the power. Come on, come on, touch yourself. Say, I got the power, got the power. to get that money. Now, listen to me. I know, I know, that, I know, that, I know that, sound, that sound funny. I know that sound funny. We're not worshiping money. Money is not evil. The love of it, we don't worship it. In fact, we lord over it. We exercise dominion over it. Amen. How do you exercise dominion over money? This is how you exercise dominion over money. You sow it when the spirit of God tell you to. You know how sometimes you, God be trying to tell you to give something, but money be telling you, don't give me away right now. You ain't going to be able to pay this. But then you exercise your dominion by faith and say, God, I'm going to sow it anyway. You said it, and I'm going to trust your word right now, and I am going to do it. That's exercising dominion. I remember we were, uh, uh, my wife had a, uh, um, a, um, a Gucci watch. Amen. Glory to God. And she loved this watch. Amen. Glory to God. And a particular student came in to HBI that night, and she complimented her watch. And she said, I like your watch. Amen. And then the Holy Spirit tugged on her heart and said, give it to her. Amen. And there it was, my wife taking off her Gucci watch and handed it over and said, here you go. You can have it. The girl said, are you serious? 
She says, yes, I'm serious. Now, when we got home, my wife was fine with it. She never brought up the Gucci watch from that day to this day. She never brought it up because she didn't let the watch have dominion. Do she have a Gucci watch in return? No, she don't. I ain't going to buy one yet. Somebody say amen. Amen. Let me show you what the lack of dominion looks like. If she would have sewn the watch and then came home and talked about it, all, man, I missed my watch. Man, I shouldn't have gave that watch away. Man, that was my watch right there. You know, I had that watch, that watch there, man, everything. You know, that, that, that's when I can't have dominion over the stuff. So what God is doing in this series, listen, I didn't say this is a wealth-having series. This is a wealth-building series. God first has to reveal your character and build your character before he can bring you into manifestation of what he's trying to get you to build for his glory. Somebody say amen. Now, don't look at me, man. Don't look at me like that. I, I, like I said, 21 years of ministry, Miss Deborah. I have 14 years of pastoring this church, Heavenly Hope Ministry. I have never dedicated an entire series towards it. And then I remember what Lester Summerall says. He says this, that whatever you won't teach on, the people will never walk in. The people can never walk in what you won't teach on. Amen. I believe I pastor a wealthy ministry. I believe it is filled with wealthy individuals. I believe that they have gifts and talents and abilities that God is giving them and that they are business owners and professionals and that they have investments. Glory to God. They own property and land. Talk to me, church. Amen. I believe that's what I'm that's what I'm that's what I pastor right there. Amen. Glory to God. They have vehicles that they ain't got to pray that they can make it to their destination without the without the vehicle breaking down. Glory to God. Somebody say amen. I've been there before. I've been there one time. I had a car. What was the name of that brown car, Pastor? Linda. Amen. That was the name of that brown Pontiac I had some years ago. Amen. Glory to God. Linda. Somebody say Linda. The reason this car was called, I named all my vehicles. The reason this car was called Linda was because I would lend her to anybody. You would say, Bishop, I need a ride. I just throw the keys. No questions asked. I didn't validate your driver license or nothing. I just threw you keys. This was Linda. I bought the car for this purpose. This was the car that when you turn the corner, if you turn too fast, that door gonna, the driver door going to open up on you. So you got to hold it when you turn it. Y'all ain't never been there before. Glory to God. You've never been there before. Amen. Glory to God. When the car run high and you got to carry a jug of water with you. Y'all ain't never been there before. Amen. The whole steering column moved up and down. You know how you can adjust your wheel? Amen. It'll adjust any time you decide to pick it up and move it. Amen. Glory to God. That's what it was. Passenger window didn't let down. Amen. Take a screwdriver and open the trunk. Y'all looking like you. That's, what, that's why I can appreciate where I am now. Somebody say amen. I can appreciate it now because I know how to give God glory in Linda. I know how to pray. I asked Pastor Robson, I would pull up in church as if I was in the Bentley. I would get out of church, lift that door up, and close it. And walk in like I believe. Glory to God. Somebody say amen. Amen. And if I can praise God with Raymond noodles, then when I get to the place where I can eat anything I want, then I won't allow that to rule me. Somebody say amen. Amen. That's what God want to do. So this series is designed for building wealth. Somebody say build wealth. Building wealth. Amen. We are collectively on a journey towards financial liberty. Now, when I say financial liberty, this is what I'm talking about. I want your money or your finances to be as free as your spirit is. 
There's no sense in me being completely free in my spirit and my finances abound. I can't even, I can't even obey all of the word. My money won't let me. The portions of the Bible that talk about giving and paying tithes and stuff like that, and I got to choose between bills and tithes and what I'm going to do and how I'm going to do it. And <laughs> I can't obey that part of the word because my money won't let me. I'm talking about rising to the place of understanding that you operate in dominion over it and that you begin to live. Wouldn't it be all right that you can begin to pay your tithes and pay all your bills by the 29th of the month before? Talk to me, church. Amen. See, y'all looking at me right now. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. You're going to remember these white walls. You're going to remember these white walls in this building that said we was over there in that other building and he was teaching about that and we didn't believe it. Glory to God. Y'all looking at me like that now. I'm telling you, when we get the other building, when we get the other facility, when we get the acres of land and when we begin and you have other people applying, rising up in the ministry, walking in their businesses and things like that, you're going to say that was an important series. I, 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 I need that. I need that. Let me go. Glory to God. Somebody say amen. Amen. So I want you to do something. When I'm talking about your money being free, I'm talking about it being just as free as your spirit is. He redeemed me. Then my finances shouldn't be bound. I have to untangle my finances. You might want to write that. I don't have a lot to go on the screen today, so you might want to write some of this stuff down. I have to untangle my finances. I have to untangle my it's tied up and stuff. It's tied up. I can't wait till we get some of the other parts of this message where we start talking about how money is currency and currencies flow. Currents flow. Amen. I want to get to that part right there. But we have to untangle. Somebody say untangle. Untangle, untangle our finances. Amen. It's not that I don't have money. It's just all tied up. Amen. So I have to untangle it. So I want you to do something. We're going to confess this for the rest of the series. In fact, we're going to get a chance to put it on a paper, give it to you. You can put it on the mirror, put it somewhere where you go every day when you get at home. Every day you, you put it on your bathroom mirror. You should go to your bathroom mirror every day. And the church said, Amen. Amen. So put it on your mirror. We'll get it to you. We'll put it on your mirror. But I want you to repeat after me real loud. I'm talking about a thunderous voice. Repeat after me. I am a wealth magnet. I believe it. I receive it. I think like it. Speak like it. And act like it. I have more than enough. In Jesus' name. Amen. They don't believe it on that side. Let's do it again on this side. Amen. Glory to God. Everybody shout it out loud with me. I am a wealth magnet. I believe it. I receive it. I think like it. I speak like it. I act like it. I have more than enough. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll do it again until y'all believe it. Come on, help us out on this side. Everybody shout it out loud. I am a wealth magnet. I believe it. I receive it. I think like it. Speak like it. And act like it. I have more than enough. In Jesus' name, amen. 
You got to say it when the money don't look like it. You got to say it when the bank statement don't say it. You have to say it when the car don't act like it. You have to say it when the bills are passed due. You have to say it and believe it until you convince yourself and persuade yourself that what God said is true in your life. Somebody say I'm a wealth magnet. Glory to God. There's a difference in receiving wealth and building wealth. What we're doing here as a ministry, we're building wealth. What you're going to realize when we start building wealth, this is what you're going to realize, that when you start building wealth, there are going to be barriers that are going to rise and get in the way to try to stop you. These barriers, listen to me, these barriers do not disappear. They do not vanish. They do not cease to exist. Think about it. When you wanted to buy your house, when you wanted to buy a house, and then all of these different things popped up in the way and got in the way of you buying a house, they don't disappear. <laughs> Glory to God. They don't vanish. They don't cease to exist. Some of us have a vehicle that we, we, we got to trust God to get us from point A to point B because the vehicle is not that trustworthy. And we want another vehicle, but when we go, get, uh, go to get another vehicle, there are barriers that showed up. Some of us have dreams and desires and goals to start a business, to get it off the ground, to make sure that it's more than enough to supply our need, that it becomes a proper avenue of resource that God pours into. But we can't do it because of barriers. Somebody say barriers. They don't disappear. They don't vanish. They don't cease to exist. So what has to happen is you're going to have to break through the barriers. And you cannot break through the barriers that are hindering you from wealth and abundance, you cannot break through them without confidence and courage. That's what we're going to talk about today. Those two things, confidence and courage. That's what we're going to talk about today, confidence and courage. You know what you've been thinking? I need power. I need power. I need power. I need power. And God has said in his word that I have given you power. So I don't need power. Somebody say, I don't need it. I have it. Amen. Glory to God. And you've been thinking, I need wisdom. I need wisdom. I need wisdom. And the scripture says this, that he has made Christ to be wisdom unto us. So if you got Jesus, you got wisdom. Somebody say, I have it. I have it. And we've been thinking about all this stuff we need when the thing that we really need is confidence and courage. Confidence is me believing in me enough. Courage is me facing anything else. If I had that, I could walk in what God already gave. I can't walk in what God already gave if I don't begin to have confidence and courage. Say it, pay attention to this series. Pay close attention to it. Neary, pay attention to it. I was talking with Neary earlier. Can I share our conversation? Amen. Neary, show, show him your camera. Raise your camera up. Amen. Neary is taking a photography class. Am I correct? Amen. Glory to God. Everybody's taking a photography class. So when you see Neary, he's the one taking the pictures that are on the website and stuff like that. So he's in a photography class uh, at BRCC, correct? He's in a photography class at BRCC. He has a camera now. And then I, I talked to him. I said, man, uh, I said, man, why, why don't you uh, go into a business with that? And Kelsey said, I told him he should go into a business with it. And he said, all right, Mr. Young, I've been thinking about it. So I asked him about it this morning. I said, Neary, uh, you've been uh, thinking about your business? And he said, well, yeah. I said, okay. What you been thinking? He was like, well, I mean, not really. And I said, okay. He said, well, I don't have the equipment that I need. And I looked at him. Am I right? I looked at him, fixed my glasses like, 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 like Papa Otis do. I fixed my glasses and looked over my glasses at him. I said, boy, I can make money with an iPhone and, a, and an Android phone taking pictures. Y'all looking at me like that. 
See, 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 you can't, you, it was the wrong message if you thought you was going to come here and money was just going to show up in your account. <laughs> wrong series. I'm not teaching wealth having series. This is wealth building series. This is a wealth building series. I can make money with index cards and a pen. Now, what I'm going to do with the index cards and a pen, I don't know, but I can make money doing it. Talk to me, somebody. Where did that come from? That's confidence. It don't automatically show up. Don't worry, Nier, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't have all that confidence at first. You know, I, I, was, reading, I was reading an article by um, uh, Charles Richards, and Charles Richards was talking about something that Walt Disney said. And this is what he said about Walt Disney. Now, Walt Disney is the most successful animated uh, animation company ever. Amen. But Walt Disney said, and they asked him, they said, how did you get the confidence to do what you're doing. And Walt Disney said, I fell and hit my head enough. Now, that's opposite to us, because if we fall enough, we'll stop trying. He said he fell so much that it made him try harder. It gave him confidence. Glory to God. He said sometimes the best business sense you can have is to have yourself kicked in the teeth, is what he said. And sometimes he said, you look at me being the most successful animation company, but you don't know about all the businesses that failed along the way. And every failure, I learned something about myself. I learned what I can do. I learned what I'm capable of. I learned how to operate. I learned what boundaries I have. I learned how to handle business. And by the time I got to Walt Disney, I had learned so much off the other stuff that I had confidence in me. Somebody say amen. Well, what, what am I gonna what am I gonna do, Dr. Young? What type of business am I gonna have? We're gonna talk about that in just a second. Not, we're not just talking about business, we're talking about investments. Don't worry, in this series, you're gonna learn what an IPO is, you're gonna learn what an ETF is, you're gonna learn all these things, proper investments and things. How can I make my money work for me? You're gonna learn how to do that, but you gotta untangle your money first. Somebody say build the momentum. Build the momentum. Amen. Glory to God. So this is what I want you to write down. My time is moving too fast. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Too, too important. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Two important points. Amen. Help me out, Kelsey. Amen. Glory to God. Two important points. Write it down. To build wealth, there are necessary steps we must take. To build wealth, there are necessary steps we must take. Amen. Glory to God. Now, Neary, I know you want to sit by, but I'm going to need you to take notes. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. I want you to get this, Pastor Robinson. What's the name of your lawn service, Pastor Robinson? Team Robinson Lawn Care. Amen. What's the name of uh, your flooring company done? Perfect Squares. Glory to God. And Dr. Blunt, your business is? Stitches for Life and... Blunt images, glory. Dr. Young, your business. Solutions counseling, amen. And Dr. Dr. King, K&K tax professionals. I need all of you to pay close attention. And everybody, there's nothing wrong with it. I don't have a business. Not, nothing wrong with that. You got a gift. You don't have a business, but you got a gift. Amen. Glory to God. Monique, you still make bracelets? The way people buying bracelets nowadays, glory to God. Amen. You got a gift. Somebody say amen. amen. I'm going to show you how to work your gift to build wealth. Amen. Read that point back to me, that statement back to me, and it reads. 
We must take, we have to take these steps. Now, I'm not going to go into the steps right now, but let me see if it's working now, Kelsey. Amen. Glory to God. Come on, help me out. Amen. Glory to God. But I will go into this. Here's the first one. First step. We must start a step. This is the first point about steps. We must start a step and continue that step even when we start another step. You will not buy a house if you don't take the first step. When I was in sales, Dr. Green, uh, um, this is back before I, uh, I started a furniture store or I owned a furniture, furniture store. This is back when I was just a sales representative um, at Baker Furniture. Became a sales manager and then eventually a store manager um, and staff of furniture and it j- j- just grew from that. I gave myself to the craft of sales, so I grew from it. And one of the things I, I used to teach my salesmen was this. Never pre-qualify a customer. Never look at them and think they're not buying. Never look at them and think they can't afford. Never look at them and think anything. You, and here's my statement, Tim. You never know how you look until you get your picture took. You never know how you look until you get your picture took. So if you don't go through the process, you will never know what can happen with it. Somebody say amen. Amen. You will never know. Listen to me, Chris. If you're going to buy a house, you can never buy a house if you don't do the first thing. Go and talk to a realtor or a mortgage broker to find out where you are. Somebody say that's the first step. That's the first step. Now, when I get there, they're going to tell me. And if they some barriers pop up that I'm not there, I don't get discouraged, walk off and just give up and quit and say, I'm not going to be able to do this now. It's too much. I got to pay all this stuff and my credit is too bad and all of that. No. What's the next step that I can keep working? Step one while I'm working. Step two. I clap with you. I, I clap with you. Read that point we just put up there. I can't hear you. In other words, I'm going to give you a step today. I'm going to give you a step today. My time moving fast, but I'm going to give you a step today. And when you start a step, you, you, you take the step. Amen. Come here, Sean. Come here, come here right quick. Amen. Amen. I should have used Pastor Robinson. He's so cool today. Stand right here, Sean. Amen. Glory to God. I want you to take your right leg. Amen. And just step forward with it. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Notice this. He took a step. Am I correct? But there is no movement until he take the next one. It's possible for you to take a step and still be where you were. So what has to happen, can I tell you what walking is? Walking is a series of steps that have now turned into a single step, turned into another step that turned into momentum. I'm trying to get your wealth. This is what you've been doing. You work. Get paid Friday. Work, get paid Friday. Work, get paid on Friday. Work, get paid on Friday. You staying with me, right? We're going to work, get paid on Friday, pay tithes. But we still hadn't moved much. But that's the step. That's the only step the church has been teaching. That's the only thing the church has been doing. Pay tithes. So we go back and then we work, pay tithes. 
And what do I do next week? I work, pay tithes. And there's nothing wrong with paying tithes because you should. You should always. You pay Ryan's when you go eat there. You pay Lanyap when you go eat there. You should never come to the house of God and eat and don't leave a tip saying, God, I thank you for the food you have given me that has helped make my life better. Here's a seed, Lord God. You ordered me to pay it. I want to I wanna honor you and pay it. But that's only one step. I'm trying to get you to the place where you work. You pay, you work, you pay tithes. Now you sow a seed in your investments. Now you own property and now you got rent homes. And now you, you do you see the momentum now? I'll, I'm trying to get you to the place where there's a series of steps that is building momentum. But I cannot forget the first step. Just because I took the next step should not mean that I, I, I can give up on the last step. Thank you so much, Sean. Come on. Give God a hand of praise for Sean. Next thing I want you to write down. About these steps, I want you to write down, these steps are designed to bring you to a place of personal responsibility. They're designed to bring you to a place of personal responsibility. They're designed to bring you to a place of personal responsibility. Glory to God. Say it out loud with me, Chris. Say it real loud with me, Chris Gaines. Amen. Glory to God. I am personally responsible for my finances. Say it out loud with me, Tim. I am personally responsible for my finances. Come on, say it out loud with me, Cam. I am personally responsible for my finances. Now, listen, I know I want to make everybody else responsible. The steps that we're going to start talking about today makes you responsible for it. Say it with me, Kelsey. I'm personally responsible for my finances. Listen what God said. I have given you the power to get wealth. Why didn't you just say this, God, that I have the power to give you wealth? Because I want the responsibility to shift. It is no longer on me. I gave you everything you need to get out of the rut you're in. Hallelujah. I clap with you. I clap with you. I clap with you. I, clap. I gave you everything. It's not on me no more. You can't come to me, beg me, blame me, fuss at me, cry to me, tell me that I, God ain't doing this. He said, no, I gave you something. Now, you don't know what it is. You've ignored it. You've hidden it. you buried it. You, 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 it's, it's hidden under insecurities and low self-esteem, but I gave it to you. Don't act like I didn't give you something. I gave it to you, and now I need to reveal it to you. Read the point back to me again. For our finances. Now, Brian Tracy, Brian Tracy said this. He's the author of The, the Power of Self-Discipline, No Excuses. This is what he wrote. He said this. Accepting personal responsibility is what separates the adult from the child. Personal responsibility is the great leap towards maturity. I, I, I recall that I had so much spiritual knowledge and wisdom and revelation but I was completely illiterate financially. That if God would bless me with abundance, I would waste it. I didn't have the right principles to work it. I knew how to lay hands on the sick and they would recover. Crohn's disease would disappear and eyes would open and legs would begin to move. And when I would pray for people, 
but I would still have a past due bill because of the principles I was working. You can't reap promises and break principles. Break principles and reap promises. You can't do it. So just like anything else, there are principles financially that we are not aware of that we've been breaking and wondering why we're still in a hole. And the church said, hey, man, turn to Matthew 25. Turn it real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. Matthew 25. My time is ticking and Deidre is counting. Matthew 25. Matthew 25. Amen. Amen. Pastor Robson, your friend Deidre over here, I told her we're going to be here for four hours today. I said, I got a message so good, it'll be four hours. You should have saw eyes. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I won't be here four hours, everybody. If I do, you're free to put your finger in there. Hallelujah. You got it? Matthew 25, verse 14. If you got it, shout whoop, there it is. Watch what it says in verse 14. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling, a far, traveling into a far country who called unto his servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave how many talents? Five and to another, and to another one, one, and to everyone according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Verse 16. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them how many more? Five more. And likewise, he that received two, he also gained how many more? But he that received one, he went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants coming and reckoned unto them. Verse 20. And so he that received five talents came and brought another five talents, saying, Lord, thou dividest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five more. And his Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make thee rule over many things. Enter thou Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Now, in other words, watch what's going on. We know the story. He gave one five talents. He took the five. He worked the five and he got five more. And the Lord came and the Lord was pleased with him. Amen. And the other one took two, the two talents. Then he took the talents. He worked the talents and he got two more. And the Lord was pleased with him. And there was one that he gave one talent. He took the talent, hid it in the earth. Because he was afraid that he would misuse it. He was afraid that he couldn't get more. He was afraid. Somebody say he was afraid. Now, it would seem like to me, listen to me, listen to me, Dr. Green. It would seem like to me that the Lord would be understanding about his fear. I gave you five talents. I gave you two talents. I gave you one talent. You worked the five. You worked the two. You didn't work the one. Why didn't you work the one? Lord, I was afraid. So I hid it. And the Lord was saying, that's all right, my child. That's all right. Things will be all right. We'll get it together for you. Everything will be okay. The Lord didn't do that. This is what he said. Then give me the one that you have. Let me give it to somebody that will do something with it. You wicked and lazy servant. So you mean to tell me that he wasn't understanding about me being afraid to work what he gave me? That's a twist on the story, isn't it? Amen. You mean to tell me, this is what he said. Hold up. I gave all of y'all something and you didn't even work. You should have took my money and worked it. You should have you should have took the gift I gave you and worked. You should have took the talent and worked it. But you didn't work it because you didn't have confidence in you. Let me get that back. Let me get it to somebody that'll work it. 
Lord, I don't want you to take no gift that you gave me and give it to Neary. I don't want you to take no gift you gave me and give it to Dunn. I want to work my gifts that you gave me. I don't want to take my gifts and hide it up under insecurities and fears and doubts and, 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 and being tormented by my past. I don't know. I want to begin to rise in confidence and faith and say, God, if you gave it to me, then can't nobody else do it like me. Now, they got other flowing companies, but it ain't like perfect squares. They got other lawn services, but it ain't like perfect squares. They got other counseling services, but it's not like Stitches for Life. They got other businesses, but it's not like yours. They got other ideas, but it's not like yours. They got other gifts, but it's not like yours. So watch what the Lord said. Skip down. Skip down verse 29. Watch what he says. He says, for unto everyone that hath, it'll be given. And he, and he shall have abundance. To everybody that has something, it'll be given. And he'll start overflowing. To everybody that has something. Deidre, I think I, 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 I shouldn't have told you about that time. You hear me, first lady? To everybody that has something, it'll be given, and your account won't hold it. And he should have abundance, and he should have more than enough. To everybody that has, it'll be given, and he should have abundance. Do you see it? Watch the next part to that scripture. But from him that had not shall be taken away. Now, hold up. Listen to what he just said. To everybody that has, he's going to give, and then they're going to have abundance. And then to whoever who do not have, who have not, he's going to take what they do have away. Well, I thought you just said if they don't have, how can you take something from somebody that don't have something? He says, because I'm not talking about stuff. To whoever that has confidence and courage, I will give and they will have abundance. But to whoever who won't have confidence and courage to walk in and use what they have, then I'm going to take what they do have back because you won't use it. Somebody says, my responsibility. Let me tell you what God just did. He gave them a talent. Then he looked for them to give him something back in, in, in return. He gave them a gift. And he was looking for them to take the gift, work the gift, multiply the gift and bring it back and say, look what I did with what you gave me. He gave them a desire, put it in their heart, because he gives you the desire of your heart, and he gave you the desire, and then he expected you to take the desire, do something with the desire, because he has given you the power to work it. And then come back to him and say, God, I honor you. Look at what I did with what you gave me. Only by your grace and your glory have I done this, Lord God. It couldn't have been on my own. I honor you, Lord God. You gave me a desire for HBI. We started off with 11 students, and now we have grown to where we are. This is what you gave me. It is yours, Lord God. It is at that moment that God began to look at him and say this here. I thank you. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You're working what I gave you. So that meant this, Diamond. That what God gives me is his gift to me. 
but what I give, what I do with that gift is my gift to him. If I don't do something with it, come on, say it with me. I'm responsible for my finances. That meant this, every gift you're responsible for it. Every talent, every skill, every dream, every vision, every point of favor, every connection, everything was divinely ordained and inspired by God to bring you to where you are now. And it is now your responsibility to do something for it. If you are in a hole financially, let me be the first to tell you, if you're waiting on help to come, there is nobody coming to the rescue. Nobody's coming. The United States of America is not coming, and they shouldn't. <laughs> I know you're looking at saying that they should. I mean, he said they shouldn't. They shouldn't. God told me I'm the lender, not the borrower. Glory to God. I've been waiting on people to show up to rescue me. Jesus already came. Already came and rescued me. Nobody's coming. Look at somebody say, ain't nobody coming. You got a tough time financially right now. You got to first wake up and realize nobody else coming. If it's going to change, I'm going to have to do something about it. I'm going to have to be the one to put my skill to work, to put my talent to work, to put my favor to work, to put my influence to work, to put my connections to work, to put my, my, my gift to work, to put all that to work, to put my trade to work. I'm going to have to be the one to do it. Ain't nobody coming to the rescue. Glory to God. Y'all looking at me like that. All right. I'm getting ready to go. You getting this, Kevin? You waiting on somebody or something that let me, ain't nobody coming. They shouldn't come. Jesus already came. It's your turn to do something, to do something with what he gave you. There was a man. There was a man that uh, he would go to lunch. He was a construction worker, and he would complain about his lunch. He would complain. Man, this, he had a sardine sandwich, Pastor. And he would complain about it. Man, I hate this sardine sandwich. Man, everybody else got good food but me. He would take a bite and bite it with a frown on his face. It's frustrating. I can't stand the fact that these sardines are. He's like, eat it. He would complain every day. Every day he would complain about that sardine sandwich. He would complain about that sardine sandwich. Then one day the man got tired of, his coworker got tired of him complaining about it. He turned to him and said, man, why don't you tell your wife to stop fixing you sardine sandwiches for lunch? He turned to him. He said, oh, man, I'm not married. I make my own lunch. You mean to tell me all this time you've been complaining about something you could change? You'll catch that riding home. All this time we've been complaining about something we could do something with? Let me, let me break it down a little bit more. All this time we've been complaining about a sandwich we made? I don't like the financial hole that I'm in when I'm the one made this sandwich. I'm the one that need every single phone that come out. And I'm the one that need every tablet and every computer and I, and I need to be, I'm the one that need all this stuff and I'm the one, I made this sandwich and I'm complaining. Ooh, y'all looked at me, y'all was ready to go. Kevin, come. <laughs> Write this first point down. Let's go. Well, not first point. I guess it's the second point, but it'll be point number one. Self-esteem and self-respect are the first steps to building wealth. 
we'll go ahead and my time is about up. I got five minutes. Has this been good to you? Self-esteem and self-respect are the first steps. You remember that first step we're talking about? That first step we're taking? It's that self-esteem and self-respect. How am I going to get in the place of success and wealth? Listen, it does not matter where you come from. It don't matter. Some of us have to work a lot harder than others. Some of us have backgrounds that hinder us from certain things, and some of us got, got situations with our family, and some of us got this, and some of us got that, and some of us got all these things going on, and it hinder us from going forward. It's a barrier that we have to break through. You cannot break through barriers if you don't have self-esteem and self-respect. Come on, read that point back to me. Ms. Deborah Charles Richards wrote in his book, The Psychology of Wealth, and I'm presently reading that book. I read on the subjects I want to grow in. This is what it says. In The Psychology of Wealth, self-esteem and self-respect together serve as the mental immune system. Now, let me tell you what an immune system does. Dr. Green, this is what your immune system does. Your immune system does not stop you from getting sick. It don't. But what your immune system does, it enables you to recover quickly. <laughs> so you, when you build your immune system, it doesn't mean that any type of germs or virus or anything won't try to attack your body. It just means that you shake back fast. Listen to what he just said. He said that self-esteem and self-respect Serve, together serve as the mental immune system, which means that it don't mean stuff ain't going to happen to you. It just means that when you have self-esteem and self-respect, you shake back fast. Can I find somebody that, that, that want that mental toughness to be able to say, yeah, it happened to me and I'm not going to sit in and cry about it. I might have lost everything, but I'm on my way back and I'm going to bounce back from it. Yeah, you might have been in a relationship where you lost everything. That's all right. Bounce back. You might have been on a job where they had to let you go. That's all right. Bounce back. When you have self-esteem and self-respect, these are the things that make you able to bounce back quickly. There's a difference in receiving wealth and building wealth. Receiving wealth and building wealth are different for a number of reasons, but one of the reasons is this. You can receive wealth without self-esteem, but you can't build it without self-esteem. Listen to what I just said. You can receive wealth without self-esteem, but you can't build it. Let me give you an example. For instance, Chris, you can receive an inheritance you can win the lottery without self-esteem. But you can't start a business, go back to school, and invest without self-esteem. You can win the lottery and win an inheritance without believing in you. Give me something soft, Kevin. But you can't start a business grow the wealth, work a talent, work a gift 
go after a client without believing in you. So what is the first step you gave us today, Dr. Young? This is the first step. You're going to have to start believing in you. This is what it is. Self-esteem is simple. Let me give you a simplified definition. Self-esteem is this, Diamond. It is a healthy picture of you that came from the Word of God. A healthy picture of you that came from the Word of God. It is me looking at the Word and God saying in the Word what I am. And I say, oh, that's what I am. That's self-esteem right there. It's a healthy picture of me that came from the Word of God. Now, what is self-respect? Self-respect is this. Respecting, valuing, or honoring that picture. Show you what it means. Self-esteem says this. I am this. Self-respect says this. Because I am this, I won't tolerate or accept that. Hallelujah. Are y'all with me? You hear what I'm saying, Ms. Peoples? Dr. Blunt, self-esteem is this. God, you said I was. Self-respect is saying, because I was, I will now work this. I will now do this. So when I give up and I don't attempt to try or I quit in the face of challenges, I am disrespecting myself. Let me say that again. When I give up, when I, do, when I do not attempt to try or I quit in the face of a challenge, I am disrespecting myself. The thing that keeps most of us from building wealth is not that we don't have a good idea. Come on, raise your hand if God gave you an idea for a business or an invention or, 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 or an investment or God gave you some type of idea. That'd be good right there. Raise your hand. Let me see. It. Amen. It's not that we don't have good ideas. Somebody say, I got them. Amen. It's not that we don't have a talent. Let me see your hand if God is get, that you're good at something. Let me see your hand. Everybody's hand should go up. Amen. It should go up right there. You're good at something. Amen. Let me see your hand if you're good at something. Amen. So it's not that we don't have a talent. We got an idea. We got a talent. Amen. Glory to God. Is that we don't believe in ourselves enough to take the first step and get started. And then if we do get started, we give up the moment it looked like it's not working. He's trying to build your self-esteem. That's why you find in scriptures in Matthew, write them down, Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 through 15. You find scriptures that say this, Pastor Robinson. You are the salt of the earth. You hear that say? Notice what he's trying to tell you, what you are. Because learning what I am causes my self-esteem to arise. And when my self-esteem arise, let me help you out. My family is going to be straight. Matthew 5, 13 through 15. My, my family is going to be straight. My family is going to be straight for generations. They're going to be straight for generations. And it might not be all off of what I do in this generation, but it will be from what I do in this generation. Because I will invest in my kids the confidence that they need to be able to rise. And they may not all follow in the path behind me. And they may not all want to inherit HBI. And they may not all want to get in ministry and come behind heaven and hope. They might not want. They might have dreams and goals on their own where they want to go out and they want to do it. But they're going to have the self-esteem and the self-respect to do it. They're going to respect the courage that is in them enough to not give up when times get hard. They're going to respect the anointing that is on their life to put it to work. They're going to respect the gift and the talent God gave them. It's disrespect for God to give you a flooring ability 
vanity and you won't do floors. See what I'm saying? Look at somebody and say, respect yourself enough. Hey, man, you first got to, you got to see yourself as this, then you got to respect what you see. I'm an educator. I remember I wanted to go years ago when I first came home from incarceration. I, years ago, I was working in a construction company, working uh, uh, in a concrete business, amen, finishing uh, concrete as a laborer, amen. Out there, I hated it, I hated it. I came home fussing, and my mama asked me, my mama asked me, she said, boy, what you want to do? And I said, I want to get paid to run my mouth. And my mama laughed and said, boy, you don't even like to wear your pants up on your waist like that. I was uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable, Pastor. So you know what I do now? I get paid to run my mouth. But this is what I had to do. Every Friday, Miss Deborah, I would go to the store. I would buy a pair of slacks. I would buy a dress shirt. I would put them on. I would tuck it in, and I would walk around in my apartment, and I would get myself adjusted. Somebody say adjusted. I, I didn't feel comfortable enough to walk out and be, but I would get myself adjusted with my shirt tucked in and my pants up on my waist. And I, I would get myself, then I'd take it all off, change clothes, put on my Levi's and stuff, and, and my Air Max, and then go outside. But, but, but I, in the house, I would work on it. And I would work on talking with my hand, without talking with my hand. I would learn how to enunciate my word. Now, every now and then, you catch me in the right environment. If I'm witnessing somebody, you will see that Hollywood come out of me, but you will never know I'm from Hollywood unless I show you. Somebody say amen. You will never know where I'm from unless I show you. Why? Because I've developed it to the extent because I need to get in certain arenas and I need to get in certain meetings and I need to get in certain positions and I need to talk to certain people and I need my appearance to match the connections. So my self-esteem began to arise more and more and I began to respect. So I know they make money in the plant. I never tried to go work there. It wasn't my gift. There's nothing against anybody else that work in the plant. That wasn't my gift. That wasn't my gift. I told you I was doing the, the concrete labor, labor and finishing and everything. And it's not that I'm afraid of hard work. It's just that that wasn't what I, I had to respect my gift enough. And when I respect my gift enough, God started using my gift because he said that I, your gift will make room for you and bring you in the presence of great people. Somebody say you are. He said you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. He said in other scripture, he said that you are the son of God. You are joint heirs with Christ. He said that nay, in all these things, you are more than conquerors through him that love you. He says and you are washed and you are justified. And he says that I can do all things. That's my self-esteem right there. So yeah, Neary, I don't need a camera. I can do it with an iPhone if I need to. That's the confidence I have right there. I'll make this thing work. If I don't have it, glory to God. Listen to me, Monique. You remember the bracelets you used to make? Amen. People travel during festival season. Up this entire I-12 and I-10. Selling stuff they make at home. Then why am I not making stuff? It's just bracelets. You better respect that gift enough to work it. 
Somebody say break through the barrier. Let me help you out with one last, one last example, Pastor, as I close out. Amen. Dr. Blunt, you can move all this stuff real quick. Move all this stuff for me. Leave this water for me. Amen. Glory to God. Let me close out. Watch this, Pastor. David was anointed to be king. Back here, 1 Samuel 16. 2 Samuel chapter 2. He becomes king. He was anointed to be king in the last book, chapters ago. It's a book later, and it manifests. What were you waiting on? Let's look at what happened between. He's anointed to be king. He fights a bear. He fights a lion. It's something that happens in him fighting a lion that gives him the courage to fight the bear. Glory to God. He'd have never fought the lion. He would have ran from the bear the moment the bear stood up. But because he fought the lion and because he walked in victory there, he now has the courage to fight a bear now. Now, now there's something that happens with the bear. Now, after he fights the bear, there's something that happens to his self-esteem that makes him have courage in the face of Goliath. Now, he'd have never wanted to fight Goliath if he wouldn't have had the courage to fight the bear. Now, if he wouldn't have had the courage to fight the bear, he would have never got the courage to fight the bear if he would have never fought the lion. So every time he has a battle, he's developing something about himself. So now that he's defeated a lion, a bear, Goliath is the same to him. You know what happens after that? He get moved into, the, into Saul's palace. And then Saul is having trouble with demons. And as Saul is having troubles, trouble with the demons, David began to play the harp. I know I can fight a lion. I know I can fight a bear. I know how to use a slingshot. All of that came through stuff I went through in life to reveal me to me. So guess what else I found out? I now know that I can take my music and run devils off. I'm learning more about myself. So by the time David make it to the palace, he's acquainted with himself and he's confident in himself. He's anointed way back here. But his self-esteem began to rise every step of the way. I want to tell you the first step is your self-esteem and your self-respect. Look at your neighbor and say, what do you do? Don't wait on the answer. That's fine. Don't wait on the answer. Just look at them with authority and say, what do you do? Now look at them and say this. You better respect that. Respect it. You're a photographer. You don't have a little photography business. I hear uh, Dr. Stephen Johnson tell this story. His wife, uh, 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 help me out with her name right quick, baby. Aisha, Aisha. She tells this story when she first came into HBI. You remember the story she said, baby? When she first came into HBI and she was like, okay, she sat into it. She was like, sat into a session where she was like, okay, I see what's going on. She was like, and I said, why do you want to join the school? And she said, I like the little school. And she said that I stopped and said, it's not a little school. What were you doing? I was respecting my gift. You gonna respect it? Or you gonna respect it? I respect it. But what if it don't work, Bishop? 
then you learn something about you that only the lion could teach you. And what if it don't ever get off the ground? Then you learn something about you that only you can get from the bear. But if you don't learn that about you, you won't face Goliath. And if you won't face Goliath, you won't run off devils. And if you don't run off devils, you can't make it to the palace. Give God a hand of praise. We're done. We're done. Woo, that was good. Somebody shout momentum. Amen. We're going to get steps and we're going to turn this thing into momentum. You know, if moment, momentum get behind the water. Amen. Are we done with that video?